Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. Edmonton was high on my list. Uh, they got a lot of skill up front, and I think they have a great future ahead. I still don't have a Stanley Cup, so I think joining this team is, is pretty exciting. Uh, when I look at the potential that the lineup has, my decision was uh, pretty easy. Obviously, with those high caliber players they have on their roster, and just being in the hockey city, uh, made my decision really easy. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. This is Oscar Pleasant. This is Cam Talbot. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by. Digital. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. Bob Stauffer joining you on Oilers Now. Jam-packed edition of the show brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitech. 630 Chad uses Digitech for their copiers and printers. Their service is excellent. They now sell supplies for all brands of printers at Big Savings, digitechsupplies.ca. Coming up on today's edition of Oilers Now, Brendan Ulrich is here with us as well. Uh, we will uh, hear from uh, Craig Custance out of The Athletic and have a bit of an update. Uh, the Detroit Red Wings, uh, that's where Craig is based, former ESPN writer, uh, have a couple of pretty high-profile restricted free agents that are currently uh, not under contract as of yet. Anthony Mantha and Dylan Larkin. The Oilers, of course, have Darnell Nurse, who is a restricted free agent, and we have not had an offer sheet in the NHL since the Calgary Flames avoided potential disaster when they did a two-year offer sheet during the season in, uh, in 2013 on a player by the name of Ryan O'Reilly. And if you would re- had recalled, had the uh, Avalanche not offered, the Flames uh, would have had to have given up a, a couple picks, high picks, and then they would have had to have had O'Reilly clear waivers, which was not going to happen. So uh, fortunately for Calgary, the Colorado Avalanche matched the last uh, offer sheet that saw... 
an organization actually get the player that they put the offer sheet on was Dustin Penner. And I would argue that the Edmonton Oilers did fine there. Yes, they gave up a one, a two, and a three, but they ended up getting back uh, when they traded Penner after he scored 92 goals in less than four seasons. Uh, they ended up getting back a first-round draft choice from the LA Kings and Colton Tubert, who, let's not have revisionist history, at the time was considered a decent Prospect uh, did not come to fruition ultimately for Colton Tubert, but uh, Oscar Clefbaum was the pick that the Oilers used with that number one from LA that year, so I think they did fine. Anyways, we'll talk a bit about restricted free agency and why it doesn't get uh, deployed more in terms of the offer sheets around the NHL with Craig Custance from the Athletic at 12:35 today. The head scout for Hockey Canada is Brad McEwen. Uh, Hockey Canada has obviously got the upcoming World Juniors, which is going to take place in the province of uh, British Columbia. Columbia, Vancouver, and Victoria with a joint bid. And we have the Holinka Gretzky tournament to take place uh, here in Edmonton in August. And we'll talk to Brad McEwen about the composition of those two teams. And at 135 today, the Edmonton Oil Kings had a press conference earlier today. Uh, they rolled out their new head coach. Now, Brad Lauer had already been announced as the head coach a couple weeks ago, but he was in town, and we'll have a one on one conversation with him as well. Uh, Brendan Ulrich is with us. Here's how you get hold of us. You can reach us on the uh, River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. Brought to you by the River Cree Resort Casino. They've got Little River Band on August 16th. Uh, also in the month of August, the greatest Scottish rock band of all time, Nazareth. And Steve Earle and the Dukes, the 30th anniversary of Copperhead Road. That'll take place September 30, uh, 23rd at the River Cree Resort and Casino. You can email us at oilersnow com. You can text us at 630-630 for Westlock Ford. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford or check out their great selection today at westlockford.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. We're on Twitter. You can reach me at Bob underscore Stoffer. Brendan's at Brendan Ulrich. And the show Twitter account, which now has over 35,000 followers, is at Oilers Now. Tomorrow, Mark Spector will join us in studio for our friends at Horse Racing Alberta. HRA live racing every Friday and Saturday at Northlands Park. Brendan, uh, we also have something to give away today, so we should uh, maybe uh, hit on that here for a second uh, because you've just dropped this on me. So what are we giving away today? <laughs> yes, this is exciting, Bob. We are giving away Power Pack 1. I know uh, you and Jack were going at it in that commercial about which Power Pack is the best. I'll say this power pack might be the best because it is against three division rivals of the Oilers, and it's also opening night. So the pack includes opening night against, I believe that's Boston, correct? Yep. And then three divisional Pacific Division games. So that's pretty exciting. All right. We're going to give away the actual. So they get the, is it a set of tickets? Is that the power yeah, pack? Yeah, so they get the Bruins, King, Sharks, and Canucks. Are these all in one, baby. And are these are all regular season games. We're not doing it right now. Just to establish, we will. Everybody, just don't call in right now. Hold but your yet, horses. We are going to do it at uh, some time during the course. Let's do this. Let's go. Uh, hmm. How about we give away the power pack at one twenty? So that's when we're going to do it. We'll do that. Does that work for you, Brendan? Okay. Twelve twelve in Edmonton. Uh, we should also do this because we care. And I know I get some criticism on our text line at 630, 630. 
Today is World Cup semifinal number two. They're in the 12th minute. Uh, England is playing Croatia. England scored off a free kick uh, five minutes into the match. And so England is up one nothing over Croatia. Croatia with arguably the best midfield uh, left in the tournament. Uh, Luka Modric, who's a star for Real Madrid, who have won three consecutive Champions League titles. Uh uh, Ivan Rakitic, who plays uh, with Lionel Messi in Barcelona, part of that midfield. But England's midfield has come through, and Kieran Trippier has uh, scored the goal. And so England is up by a score of one nothing. And it's just at the 13-minute mark right now. England continues to score off set pieces. Brandon, could you imagine, just, just for a second, because nobody, lots of people thought the French could be in the mix. They've got tremendous amount of young talent. Um but could you imagine if England and France played in the World Cup final? That'd be outstanding. You would have like bragging whoever wins that. Yeah. Would you not have like? And and the thing is, these are two relatively. Theor- I mean, England's still got a lot of work to do here. They're up one nothing over Croatia. They're only in the the thirteen minutes of the game, but they have had the the balance of plays so far. I, I think it'd be amazing if England and France. Uh, France is already there, uh, but if you had England and France in the final, uh, two teams with tremendous young players. Lots of upside. This could be, and I'll give the English credit because they've been missing for a while on the international stage. They went in quite unheralded, quite unheralded at the uh, international level. But uh, based on this tournament, I think it's fair to say uh, they performed well. Yes, they got on the weaker side of the pool, but they've... uh, the only game they've lost so far is when they sat several of their players. Mind you, Belgium sat a bunch of their players as well. It's It's been entertaining, hasn't it? Yeah, and that was an unbelievable goal. Yeah. Like, the skill that these players have is uh, incredible. I've really enjoyed it for the most part. Bob, I know you've been talking soccer to me on this show for years, and I, I always sort of brushed you off. I was like, okay, I don't really care about soccer. Well, that's because uh, you were in a wrestling. a little bit. You, you, <laughs> oh, yeah. you can have lot. You know what? I like. I still love NCAA <laughs> college football, too. But the, the one thing I will say that we're seeing in sport is that youth gets served. And I know we talked a bit about yesterday. Just Speed uh, and skill, yeah. It's speed exciting. and skill, speed and skill, speed and skill, positive energy. I mean, that's one of the things, and, and I know people get sick of it sometimes, um, but don't kid yourself. This is how today's generation wants to be coached. Uh, they want to go for it. They want to get after it. They don't want to be beat down and uh, built back up. They want to be positively reinforced, and teams want to attack a certain way. One of the most exciting teams um, in soccer was Liverpool this year, and they've got a thing called the Gagan Press, and that's a full-out uh, you know, uh, attack and force turnovers and, and and target the weakest link defensively and make them uh, move. You know, move the ball to that individual and then go after and try to create turnovers that way. I got news for you. That's how Claire Drake coached the U of A Golden Bears fifty years ago. That's how you know that they were a team that would uh, press and not sit back and not play passive. And uh, I really think that, fr- frankly, you can extend that metaphor for what the Edmonton Oilers need to do. They got to be more aggressive on the fourth check. They got to be better on the four check uh, moving forward. Um, They had a guy like Tobias Reeder who we heard. By the way, Brendan, thank you for changing our opening over. Uh, But you know, you bring in Brodziak as a fourth line center, a guy that can win some uh, uh, face-offs for you, give you a second right shot center. Uh, The Oilers had a guy like uh, Tobias Reeder who can really skate and can kill penalties and, and it just changes the dynamic a bit because last year the Oilers played slow. And it was a factor. Now, it was really noticeable for me on the the first bigger road trip that the team went on. And that was the time in which the start of that road trip, I remember they went into Chicago. That was the game where Connor McDavid 
made a play that was all world against the Chicago Blackhawks against Brent Seabrook and uh, Duncan Keith and then left a wide open net to Patrick Maroon and then the Oilers ultimately won the game in overtime after McDavid stripped Patrick Kane. Kane was forced to take a penalty. Edmonton won on the power play but the Oilers were a slow team at that time without Leon Dreisaitl and Drake Kajula in the lineup. They've added Reader and uh, it's funny I talked to... I, Brandon is it you know I all along I've said well it, you know I think Bouchard's got a chance to be on the team on the opening day roster. In fact, I'd be surprised if he doesn't travel with us to Germany. Uh, I've said Yamamoto. I could see Yamamoto starting in the, in the minors because that's frankly what Dreisaitl did uh, a couple years ago. People forget that. I mean, the Dreisaitl had over 50 points in his second NHL season, and he started the year in the minors, and I wondered if we couldn't maybe see the same sort of scenario go with Yamamoto. But, Brendan, when you see successful teams deploy younger players in a variety of sports, be it soccer, uh, be it uh, hockey, and and maybe some of the things that Vegas achieved last year with some no-name players and just getting them, uh, giving them the opportunity to go get it. Does it preclude the owners from necessarily having Yamamoto being one of those guys? We've got Ty Ratty sort of fixed on the right side with Connor McDavid and Ryan Nugent Hopkins based on how he finished the season. I, my initial thought was, well, we'll probably see Yamamoto start the year in Bakersfield. Who's to say that's the case? Maybe, uh, you know, can you basically have, I mean, at this stage, I guess, yes, a Paul Yarvey wouldn't be a rookie, but could you have Yamamoto and Paul Yarvey both in the lineup to start the year on the right side? Maybe in your top two right wings? Well, I think they need to earn it first, Bob. Yeah. And with Yamamoto, of course, he could go to the minors. Yes. So there's that option, too. But, yeah, I do think at some point Yamamoto is likely going to get games uh, for the Oilers next season. He, he played nine games last year, so I don't I don't see why he wouldn't. I, you know, I, I guess I could foresee a scenario where it's a 20 games or so uh, for, for, for Ratty, and then maybe Yamamoto supplants him at some point during the year. The other factor, and I know we talked about this yesterday, is is where's Paul Yarby going to be out here? Like to me, I, I'd have no problem having Strom with Paul Yarby because I think it would give Strom a guy that he could take some ownership in. But some others of you would say, no, just play Lucic with uh, Drysital and Paul Yarby. And my response to that would be, I would rather play Reader with Drysital and Lucic Edelgate. So we'll wait and see. And then part of it is just the speed that Reader would give Leon Drysital on that right side. Milan Lucic's start to the season is going to be very important for Edmonton. The start for the season is going to be very important for the Oilers, given the fact that they've got a relatively easy schedule compared to several other NHL teams. They get a lot of scenarios where they're, they're getting teams on the back-to-backs and conversely a lot of... Uh, opportunity uh, for Edmonton to be rested uh, before they take on opposition during the course of the year. 1219 in Edmonton, Bob Stoffer and Brendan Ulrich with you. You can text us at 630-630. When we come back in Oilers now, we'll get to NHL today. There's been a couple of uh, interesting uh, developments, and uh, I'll get to a text or two as well. This is Oilers Now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy 
guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you. It is 1222 in Edmonton. Again, coming up at 120 today, we are going to give away a power pack. Today's power pack will be power pack number one. And uh, it will include games against the Bruins, the Kings, the Sharks, and the Canucks. The package includes opening night, October 18th, as well as three Pacific Division rivals. You can text us at 630-630. Email us, oilersnow at 630chid.com. And if they miss out today, we will be giving away another power pack on Friday. And another power pack next Friday. So I think we have three in total to give away. On this this show? On this show, yes. Okay. That's exciting. There we go. All right. That's a big package. I mean, four games, and I think it's a set of two for each game as well. So the value is like over $1,300. Yeah, that's uh, it's probably the best. That's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> that's prize we've ever given away. <laughs> yeah, that's the best thing we've ever given away. All right, can you queue up the music here for uh, NHL today? And I'll do it, and then, Brendan, maybe you can get some text because I'm having problems pulling up that text line. Here we go. Uh, NHL Today is brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing. Elite Promotional Marketing. Drew Shamahorn and his staff there. More than just sportswear. Yesterday, uh, late afternoon, it was made official. Uh, Patrick Maroon, a one-year deal, $1.75 million. Uh, hey, Maroon was uh, excellent uh, for the Oilers during the 2016-17 season. He wasn't that bad last year either. Interesting, he only gets a one-year deal. I think Zach Cassian, three years at $1.95 million, and Maroon gets one year at $1.75. I've always felt uh, mutually exclusive the combination of Maroon and Milan Lucic. Buffalo Sabres hire Steve Smith as an assistant coach. Remember when guys would call into the show and say that Kelly Buckberger and Steve Smith couldn't get jobs anywhere else in the National Hockey League? Well, uh, Buckberger turned down a bunch before ultimately going to the New York Islanders. And Steve Smith spent uh, the last four seasons as an assistant coach of the Carolina Hurricanes, running the team's back end where they had some terrific buck-moving defensemen and a solid penalty kill despite the fact that they had poor goaltending. Steve Smith on to Buffalo. Tampa Bay Lightning have re-signed forward Adam Ernie to a one-year, one-way deal worth $800,000. Toronto Maple Leafs make it official. Uh, speaking of Carolina, lots of Carolina people resurfacing around the league. Rick Olchuk, friend of the show, former assistant general manager with the uh, Carolina Hurricanes organization, set to join the Maple Leafs. It's just gone out on Twitter. And Blair Mackesy, who used to be the head scout for uh, Team Canada back in the day, uh, very confident guy, is now with the Maple Leafs in a scouting role as well. So... Uh, interesting stuff. St. Louis Blues, by the way, have signed Dominic Bach. He was drafted 25th overall uh, to a uh, three-year deal. Uh, the AAV with rookie bonuses will be $1.14 million. Uh, by the way, and I put the tweet out today involving 
The Edmonton Oilers, Evan Bouchard. At some point, the Oilers will likely get him signed. AAV uh, range with bonuses similar to the ALCs for Miko Rant and Tyson Jost, both who went number 10 overall uh, in their respective draft years by Colorado. Basically 1.75 to 1.85 million, sort of the going rate for that slot. Uh, with RFA Darnell Nurse, uh, once he gets signed, Evan Bouchard, uh, and then an American Hockey League center, uh, the Oilers will be at 47 contracts at that stage. No guarantee that the uh, team's uh, signs a 14th forward at this time. Could happen down the road. And I'm counting Bouchard in on the Oilers' uh, 47-man roster and not uh, three guys who were 2017 drafts. Uh, Dmitry Samarukov, along with Kirill Maximov and Ostap uh, Safin, because uh, Safin, because I think that those guys will be headed back to junior. Now, here's the deal with Bouchard. He signs the deal. He maybe starts the year in Edmonton, and maybe at the nine or ten, uh, nine game mark, maybe ends up going down to London. That would drop Edmonton to 46 contracts. Uh, and if Bouchard proves that he's not ready right away, uh, I could see the orders accelerating the pace, maybe to add uh, another defenseman, maybe somebody that gets uh, sent down from waiver. Uh, from another NHL franchise. 1226 in Let's go to our Westlock 4 text line at 630-630. Brendan, I am not up right now for text, so you're going to have to handle a couple. What do you got? Well, I know uh, there were some rumblings about uh, Patch Ready yesterday, Bob, and of course that leads uh, to speculation on the Oilers front. Um, this text says, if Montreal are in dire need of a true number one center, and if Edmonton needs a proven scoring winner, winger, wouldn't a Nuge for Pacioretty deal make sense for both teams? Saves Edmonton a little more money, and maybe a sweetener like Victor Mete from Montreal to facilitate the trade. That's from Rockford. Rockford, here's the issue. you got to get Pacioretty signed. Okay? I'd rather have Nuge and Pacioretty. He's younger. Uh, 100%. Patch Reddy was an 07. Nugent Hopkins was a 2011. That's a four-year difference in age. I have a healthy amount of respect for what Max Patch Reddy accomplished in Montreal. He's been one of the top-scoring players in the National Hockey League. Uh, but the reports, was he not looking for 6 to $7 million plus a year? Uh, and maybe he gets that. Canadians, uh, like Marc-Antoine Godin reporting yesterday that he does not envision uh, that they will uh, be offering him a contract extension. So at some point, uh, Patches, as he is known, is going to inevitably be moving out of Montreal. It is 12.28 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. Bob Stauffer with you. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back, Craig Custance from The Athletic out of Detroit.